Welcome to Lawler Out Loud, and thank you for listening. I'm your host, Christy Lawler, and this podcast focuses on highlighting the amazing men and women that make a difference in the world. We hope to prove that every single person has the power to make a difference and make an impact. Today's guest is Kelly Augsburger. First, let me thank you, Kelly, for joining us today and sharing your story and your experiences and you know, with everything that's going on right now with COVID-19, your ideas on solutions. Um, I know it's affecting you greatly. Thanks, Christy. I am so excited to be here and you're so right. And so I I can't wait to talk more about about what's going on and and how we can continue to spread positivity, which you have done such a great job of doing so far. So I'm, I'm just thrilled to be here. Thank you. Yeah. I was talking to a girlfriend the other day and I was like, literally the only thing we have left as a currency is goodwill. Right. And she's like, yeah. And I'm like, anybody that's out there, I don't know if you have experienced this sidebar, but um, I've been getting like a barrage of people asking me to buy their services. Oh, like on LinkedIn or emails or whatever. And they're like, do this, do that. What? Yep. Are you kidding me right now? Like, why is there an increase in people trying to sell us stuff when, Right now, we need to be focused on what we can do with what we have. 100%. And you kind of nailed it on the head. Like the, the bill is like the best thing that we have right now. Um, I, I feel fortunate because I've been kind of lucky. I've seen a lot of my friends that are like offering all the time. I have to make a grocery store run. I will drop things off on your front porch without touching things, you know, like, and just, do you know someone that needs something PM me? You don't have to do it out in public. Like, and I've been so inspired by, I I can't believe how cool my friends are. (laughs) You know, it's really nice. And we've, we've seen this every time collectively humanity faces a tragedy of some sort. We've seen that the best of people comes out. And you also get to see the worst of people, but then you see their true colors. Like the baddies can't hide it forever. And this kind of situation really brings out all the beauty that lies in the vast majority of people. And that's the positive, right? And that's all we can focus on. We can sit and spiral into the what ifs, but that doesn't benefit anybody. And I've you know, really kind of through all of my efforts tried to put out positive messaging um, because we're all scared. Yeah. Right. Agreed. Yeah. It's, it's changed. It changed overnight. It was insane how fast it, it exploded, but the response that was so positive and so loving and so generous from so many, um, not just in our business, but in our personal lives, as we've all seen, it's been really amazing too. Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, let's, let's, uh, sorry, we totally digress, but that's what this is. This is a conversation. (laughs) That's what this podcast is all about. Getting to know the people and the thoughts. Um, And you said, you're right. It's all about positivity and putting out a positive message. So I appreciate you recognizing that that's what I'm trying to do as well. Thank you. Of course. Um, Yeah. Well, I, so I want to hear a little bit more about you. Obviously you work for a massive theater company, So I'd like for you to talk about what you do and what impacts you're seeing. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, first and foremost, I have to tell you that I'm a mom and I have the best family Mm -hmm. in the world. And I know as a young female professional, I'm not really supposed to lead off with the family card (laughs) 
but oh no you can lead off with whatever you want to <laughs> um you know but but it's funny though because I've never really made any advancements in my life by playing things safe by like going by other people's rules so so for me I I like to choose authenticity um mm-hmm. and that's really important to me um because my family really helps me I am and why I do what I do and um, so I do I have a daughter I have a son I have two cats and as of last Sunday I have two dogs uh, so oh my. we have a very full house around here yes you do <laughs> um, we just got a new little tiny puppy um, who was supposed to be temporary but quickly won his way into our hearts and so now he's permanent <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> right uh, I love I love um frozen too as I'm sure so many of you out there do with our uh yeah. with all of our little children around and uh but Olaf has a quote about this is called controlling what we can control and my mom was like what are you doing getting a dog and I'm like I'm controlling what I can control <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> so that is fantastic um but as for what I do I've been working in movie theaters for 21 years <clears throat> so that would make me I don't know about six when I started um yeah <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> um, a lot of people, you know, since I've been working in the theater for so long, I have a lot of people that, that uh, still think that I just watch movies and pop popcorn. And uh, I mean, I do still do that. But <laughs> I'm currently yeah. the manager of strate- strategic development. Uh, that's a mouthful for AMC Theaters food and beverage department. Um, AMC Theaters owns and operates more than 50 full restaurants, uh, about 450 locations that have the equivalent of a fast food menu and over 350 bars. Uh, so it's a, it's a big, big, big operation um, in the biggest movie theater company in the world. And I, I feel so lucky to have the opportunity to, to do what I'm doing now. So um, mm-hmm. it's been such a, such a cool ride. Um, I've gotten to work in a few yeah. capacities for our food and beverage team, um, including alcohol operations, uh, alcohol menu development, uh, food and beverage communications and operations, and now on to strategic development, where I oversee brand standards and development of new initiatives and programs. And that is a mouthful. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's like, it is. You have a, your job, my goodness, girl. <laughs> it sounds a little boring when you like put it out. No, it does like that. <laughs> but I, I'm I'm such a millennial. Like I I just I don't like being lumped in as a group. So it's kind of perfect oh, for me yeah. because I get to wear all these different hats, you know, at, at different times. And, and I get to, you know, I don't have to like say I'm an accountant and I'm going to be an accountant and you can't see me, but I'm doing like air robot hands. Um, nothing against accountants. <laughs> accountants are wonderful and they need them because I can't do that. <laughs> but I just, yeah. I've never been one that like just is, this is exactly what I'm going to do because I like doing so many different things. Well, and you work with one of my favorite people, Frank the Tank. No, Frank, Frank so, the Tank Lewis, that's right. <laughs> yeah, I, I really love that guy. He just, he comes out of nowhere with some of the stuff that he says. And I'm like, God, you are just a horse of a different color. He is I just adore him. such a force in this, uh, in this industry. And, and he's, he's so smart. And I've, I've been so lucky. I've gotten to work with him for about 10 years now. And he's really become a mentor mm-hmm. for me. And um, and I know that a lot of people go through their whole careers. Like I really want to mentor and trying to find that person. And I just, I'm so lucky that yeah. I've had him to help me along the way to pick me up when I've stumbled to not lose faith in me to like, you know, he really is, um, yeah. uh, seeing, seeing me for who I am, not a mistake that I make, you know, like, yeah, like he sees the ocean, not just one stream leading to it. And I think that's really cool. Yeah. 
That's a nice way of putting it. No, and I everybody needs somebody like that. Right. And I've had two bosses like that in my career, which I feel like I'm twice as lucky as anyone else who's ever had just one. Right. And I know most people don't get a boss like that. Mm-hmm. Most people. So to recognize those people and be so grateful for their presence in our careers and our lives, our personal lives, um, that's huge. And Frank is, he's one of the good ones, for sure. For sure. I can, he's a witty man. (laughs) We should tell him that. I told him that last (laughs) September when we were at Foodscape in Chicago. And I was like, seriously, I'm like, God, we miss Kelly this year. And he's like, she needs to come back to witty. She never should have taken herself off the list. I was like, well, she said her job changed. He's like, yeah, but she's my go-to. She's my right hand. (laughs) He's like, she's coming back. And I'm like, she's going to love you even more when I tell her Uh that. Yeah, I was so excited because so I was good. devastated. <laughs> I know, I know. And I know that you did, you, you felt like you were doing the right thing, but he was like, she didn't have to do that. And I was like, no, she didn't. Oh. <laughs> she really didn't. But I'm glad that if it happens this year, I'm glad that you'll be coming back to the farm and joining us again, because we really missed you last year. Your sense of humor, your sense of style <laughs> your crazy pirate boots. my sense of style you mean yoga pants and yes. tank tops yes i'm very yeah. stylish i love your sunglasses <laughs> i love your eyewear hey we all have a personal style you're, girl no it's the pirate you're boots. very sweet <laughs> <laughs> so i want to know like how did you end up in theaters like how how did you get like, are we talking about like your first job in high school? You're, you are absolutely correct. This was my first job in okay. high school. Um, I was just looking for an after school job. I just turned 16. Um, I was in the middle of soccer season. So I was like, I need something super flexible that I can like work on the weekends and around my soccer schedule. Um, and it, it just worked out. I, I really enjoyed it. So I kept coming back when I would come back on breaks. Um, and then in college, I went over to uh, the University of Kansas, Go Jayhawks. Um, and I studied music education. Um, I have so much respect for teachers. Um, I, especially, especially, especially now, right? Now, <laughs> teachers should be paid like at least a billion dollars and they deserve every single one of their breaks. And I hope that next year oh that they, that their supply lists are just outlandish and ridiculous <laughs> because you can yeah. have whatever you want. <laughs> um, right. <laughs> I think that's one of the positives to come out of this situation is that we all appreciate our educators so much more than we ever would have realized. Oh, so much more. Um, the, yeah. the good news is I do, I do really like teaching. I just, I discovered that public schools were not the right forum for me. Um, and that's fine. And I love music too. So, um, but I, I feel like I kind of figured out that I like it as a hobby more than as a profession. Um, you know, as, as many of us do, you know, because I, I want to continue to, to enjoy doing it. Um, and so, so anyway, uh, the whole point of that was I had found, I I was working over in, um, uh, at our AMC town center 20 location at the time. And Mm -hmm. I had a really great boss back then too. I've had some really great bosses through my career. Um, I'm, I'm with you. Like, I feel so lucky to have that. But the, yeah, they, uh, they offered me a good career path and, you know, I was kind of in a spot where I didn't know what I wanted to do. I had decided that I didn't want to be a teacher anymore. Um, and, and so I said, you know, let's go for it. And 
And uh, I started working my way up through the ranks and I've gotten to run my own buildings, um, some, some gigantic buildings. Um, I got to run restaurants. That's how I got into the restaurant business, which sidebar, I think I kind of missed my calling as a bartender, but that's okay. I got to be a projectionist, <laughs> which not very many people can say these days. Ooh, that's <laughs> yeah. fun. No. Um, I, you know, I got, I was opening restaurants for about three years. I was on the road, uh, just going, opening these gigantic restaurants. And I get a lot of people that are like a restaurant and a movie theater. And I know we're 10 years into this and people still don't understand that there's restaurants and movie theaters. Um, this is a legit thing. And mm-hmm. the beginning was so fun. If I can, if I can stop and tell a little story here, uh, we, yeah, of course. <laughs> We didn't know how to run restaurants in the beginning. Um, I got in about three months into us doing this. And we would we ran it like we ran a theater, which means we wanted to get as many people through the doors as fast as possible. Well, it, it turns out when you're cooking all those people meals, that doesn't work as well, right? We didn't have a host where we could yeah. slow down the number of people that were seating at the same time, right? So I spent yeah. months and months and months, and I'm not even exaggerating, with 75 to 150 tickets to the right on our KDS system <laughs> Oh my gosh. for just months at a time. I mean, our ticket times are running at, you know, 45 minutes to 120 minutes, you know, like and it, those, those early days were rough, <laughs> but yeah, but we, you know, we, we luckily we figured it out and, uh, and know how to run a real restaurant now. Um, but we can easily say like our, uh, one of our locations here in Kansas city, which is where I'm based out of, um, you know, is easily on a Saturday night, one of the busiest restaurants in the city. Um, so, so very, yeah. very cool thing that we get to do. And we have a great culinary team that just comes up with some, some amazing dishes. Um, and, and not always like those insane, like luxurious, um, you know, like overly calorie dishes either. Like there's some like good healthy stuff on there too, that I've found that I can eat. And so, um, I'm just, I'm, I'm continually impressed with what they're able to do and make it in a way that they can execute very, very fast. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. yeah, it's, it's fascinating. I mean, I've, you know, obviously I, I work with another movie uh-huh. theater, uh-huh. dine-in, drink-in chain, and their, their back of house operation is nothing short oh of my impressive. Gosh. I mean, the way that they execute, the way that they plan and the way that they deliver it's just incredible. And I know it's, it's, it is not an easy operation to run. I mean, when you think about it, it's so much more than a restaurant because your staff is going up and down stairs (laughs) in the dark. There is like extra levels of difficulty built into this concept. So for those that do it really well, (laughs) kudos, man, because it's a lot of work. I don't think we think about it from the consumer's perspective because like going into the back of the house, I was like, wow, this is amazing. <laughs> like, this moly. is a cruise ship. You've thought about it. It really is. It really is similar. And it's their huge yeah. footprints. And I come from the restaurant business. I was a bartender and everything. And it, it, it's just impressive. I've never been in a, in a kitchen this big unless it was a resort yeah. kitchen or a banquet kitchen, you know? Um, but yeah, that is, it's, it's really fascinating. And I love that you stayed in the spot and kind of worked your way through the process. So you really understand like the needs of both the business and the customers and how to meet those expectations. It's such a, it's such a cool blending. Like I really love this trend in our country of these, 
um, you know, full, full experience establishments, you know, like I call them entertainment. I'm sure that's mm-hmm. not, not a new word for anyone. Um, but you know, where you like, you yeah. have your entertainment, yeah. like, um, we have a place here, uh, in Kansas city called uh, chicken and pickle, and I'm not getting paid. I promise. I just really think they're really cool, but they've got like pickleball <laughs> and like this amazing chicken food and like, and big gigantic outdoor games. And I'm like, this is great. You could spend like hours here, you know? And, I, I'm, I'm just really loving yeah. all of the different, you know, entertainments that have popped up in our country. Yes, exactly. You uh-huh. earn my dollars. <laughs> I will spend them with you. God, I can't wait until this is over and we can all go back to restaurants. <laughs> and playgrounds. <laughs> I bet you're excited. Yeah, exactly. And playgrounds. And in your oh case, movie theaters. Yeah, I can't wait to I go love to movies. movies so much. Um, <laughs> I know. I, I don't have to do not. So I want to know, I mean, we're facing a very negative experience right now. So maybe you can tell me um, with relation, because I always ask people a negative life um, mm-hmm. experience or a time in your life where there was a really negative time and how you take a positive out of that. But I kind of like to alter that question a little to our current situation with COVID-19 and the havoc that it's wreaking on our society as a whole, how are you turning this? It's a negative time. I mean, no matter which way you spin it, even with the positives that are coming out of it, how are you turning or seeing this negative time with your business side, your job? How are you guys turning this into a positive? You know, um, it's been uh, interesting. Well, my my funny answer to that, of course, is uh, we are right now finding out how many of those meetings really could have just been emails. Um, so, <laughs> Aha, yeah, but <laughs> good. So no more time sucks right. when you get back. Fingers crossed. Yay. <laughs> um, yeah. But, right. You know, I, I've from a on on a personal stand. Um, from a personal standpoint, you know, I, I think that a lot of millennials, we, we tend to cope through like memes and humor. And um, I had this revelation the other mm-hmm. day that, you know, if, you remember those old nursery rhymes, like the ring around the rosy and like ring around the rosy, pocket full of yeah. rosy, you know, uh-huh. and it's literally about like kids circling around someone who has died of the black pa- plague and their cheeks have turned pink. And uh-huh. like, when you think about it, it's a really terrible song. And then I look at like how like my generation is coping and I'm just like, Oh, right. I get it now. <laughs> you know, like, uh, so yeah. I think that it's good that, you know, we have these platforms to speak out, to get our, to get our feelings out. Um, on a professional note, it has really challenged us to find out what is really essential to our business. Uh, I think, I think most people probably have seen that, um, you know, movie theaters have closed down and that's forced a lot of us to be furloughed in some yeah. uh, f- form or fashion. And, you know, so we're really finding out like what is really important to um, our customers, what is really important to our business to making us thrive. Um, and what are the ways that we can connect with people in a new way? Um, I, you know, I think that one of the cool things that I've gotten to do is um, I'm a host for our uh, weekly web show that we do um, called AMC Thursday Ticket, which we mm-hmm. literally just talk about movies. And it's it's a blast. It's a riot. We have such a great time. We laugh a lot. So if you ever want to catch it, uh, 430 Central Time on Thursdays um, after we're back, you know, open again, of course. Um, but, uh, you know, finding yeah. ways like that to connect with people to, to, you know, we've got, um, AMC movies on demand now that you can go and like bring the movie experience home. You know, we're looking at ways 
I've seen um, some other companies that are, are figuring out how do they, how to do that takeout business. You know, it's something that, that uh, I think we're all looking at, you know, like what are those things that people like about the movie theaters and what is it that they want to, to bring home with them? So what is, what is really important to our guests um, in this time and, and how do we, how do we help bring that experience? Um, the, again, I'm, I'm going to shameless plug here, but one of the things I really, really like about um, AMC is that the people that I work with, like we're all movie people. Like we work here because mm-hmm. we really, really like movies and we love the effect they have on people's lives and the way that they bring people together, you know, which is yeah. coincidentally what I really love about the bar business too, you know, how it brings everyone together. And, mm-hmm. and so it's so inspiring to me to like watch how all these people are coming together and finding out what what really is important and and what what is it that you know we need movies we need you know people have been turning to the arts this whole time to like find out you know to to get some respite from all the like horribleness that's happening around us oh I'm with you girl I absolutely love the trend of entertainment it's so much more and it's it's something for the whole family too and I love it when bars incorporate a playground (laughs) yes right (laughs) personally like I never would have but that's the thing like before I had kids I never would have wanted to go to a bar with a playground but they don't really exist too much in areas where there's not a density of families so now that I'm in the suburbs with kids I really I look I'm like if you have a playground I am going to eat and drink at your establishment all day. a very long time. I will stay there and keep buying. Yes. <laughs> and I think movies are such mm-hmm. an important part of the our culture and our, um, you know, just the arts in general. And so I, I, I've been very inspired. This is a little bit rambling, but I've just been so inspired. <laughs> but, no, you're, it's awesome. But, I love it. This is a right? show about a conversation. <laughs> so you're perfect, um, girl. But it's, it's just, it's very cool to see um, how much people are affected by this and how much people want this back, you know? Absolutely. And I know from the other, for the, all the yeah. restaurants are struggling, obviously, because even, even the quick serve, I was on the phone with one of my girlfriends the other day that runs marketing for Smoothie King and they're down and they're a they didn't really have to pivot the way that the conventional mm-hmm. whole serve restaurant had to because they were a drive through operation, right? And they're down and it's just because people are scared, but I know it's even worse for movie theaters because whether or not you serve food, your concessions is what pretty much keeps the lights on because it's not like you guys are making money collectively from the ticket sales themselves. That's a very small margin area you're making your money on that concession and the food and the drinks and if you can't do if people can't come in to the theater how do you pivot that that's very hard Uh, because there's so many restaurants and quick serve I mean there's so many options and you'd have to like you know maybe get out of your car and walk further and, and there's all of those things that we're now thinking about the way that the restaurants have set up tents in the parking lots and when you roll in, you give someone your name, they run back, they get your food, they meet you at the car, you sign, you're done, you're leaving, mm-hmm. you don't even get out of the car. Um, so it's very fascinating. And I know that, oh God, I hope this, I hope that we all just do what we're supposed to do and we do it quickly and we do it right and we get over this faster because all of us are, 
we need a reprieve and we need to, you know, continue yeah. life as normal, you know? Um, so I want to know, um, if you, I do, you love movies. If you weren't, and you studied to be a music educator. So if you weren't doing what you're doing, what path would you take? If you had unlimited dough and there was no COVID, Ooh. you could go anywhere in the world. <laughs> like you're saying, there are no restrictions on you whatsoever in this dream scenario. I love what would you thinking do about this kind of thing. Um, <clears throat> if you haven't already figured out, uh, wonderful listeners at home, uh, I'm, I'm a little bit eclectic and I'm good with that. Um, so my dream job is just probably about mm-hmm. as eclectic as I am. Um, and I, I hope that's actually true. I've never found something like this, but I would like to open a cupcakery slash brewery. Uh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, something with a lot of carbs. carbs. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but so cupcakes in the morning. I love I love cooking. I love baking. I love the science of baking. I think that chemistry is fascinating. I didn't ever think I would be a person that would say something like that, but here we are. Um, and I love beer. And they, I mean, they kind of basically come from the same place, right? They're the same starting stuff. Um, so I've been working on my, my Cicerone training and um, I've, I've really enjoyed the process of beer. And I have, my brother-in-law does a whole lot of homebrewing his brother-in-law does a lot of homebrewing but he does like some really cool recipes and I and I think all I all I can think of is man we could like produce this in like bigger barrels and we could have cupcakes in the morning you can come to the tasting room in the morning you can come to the brewery in the evening and what what is really unique about this is that I want a really really good general manager that's going to run my day-to-day for me because I'd really like it to support my writing habit um because I really love to write and then in my spare time, I would also open, hold an open mic night so that not only I could sing because I love to sing, but I can also support budding artists in their own passions. So that's, that's what I would do. I would have a cupcakery with a brewery and I would write wow. in the window, like all romantically, like Ernest Hemingway romantically. And then I would have an open mic night at, at the evenings. <laughs> I love your life it's cool you've it's totally painted a picture it's so awesome yeah no I've always I I, I okay I don't uh-huh. like baking I like cooking I yeah, feel yeah, like yeah. baking has too many restrictions of course but I, I like eating the baked goods so there's that um, yes love mm. beer I'm with you sister all day it's my it's I love 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 beer um so I love your idea. If you ever need oh, to fantastic. Me we'll do. It, we'll call do. me. Uh, yeah. But I love writing too. So we have this in common because I, I can't sing, but I do love writing. I've been, um, I've been sitting in the, in the oh my gosh, woods isn't it behind so our house writing I've, just to keep myself sane. Yeah. I've yeah. taken up journaling, <laughs> which really again, is. if you had like, if I had like known myself 10 years ago, I'd have been like, you're journaling. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and, and here we are. Like, I'm like, Oh, I kind of like this. This is, you know, it's an easy way to get out some ideas and to, to yeah. do some things. So. Yeah. Yeah. I started writing. Um, oh uh, yeah. The story of Woody pretty much. Yeah. So I'm going to, uh, once I get to a certain spot where I'm good to uh-huh. start, like, embracing it I'm going to actually ask the witty ladies if they want to share their stories um, that is and be a part such of a cool idea I love it writing. because it, I love compilation you get to hear so many voices at the same time and 
and everyone connects with different people that's, in different yes. ways. And so what, that's a great idea. I love it. Thank you. Once I put myself out there, I, I'm going to yeah. ask other people to join me in the effort because I figure, you know, I, and you weren't there the second year, but uh-huh. I really put myself out there. Like uh-huh. I put my story out there this year with something that I had written in the middle of the night when uh-huh. I was kind of a low point last year and I hadn't shared it with anybody and I read it aloud and it was, it was yeah. the peak of vulnerability for me to put that out there. And I, cause I knew that I was in a safe space Aww. because I'd created the safe environment. Right. But putting it out there, I had reached a point where I was like, I can't expect people to feel safe unless mm-hmm. I make them feel safe by telling my vulnerability and sharing my personal experiences. So they know, Hey, She's literally putting everything she has out there. Right. She's clearly not going to judge anybody else. Right. And so I really had to put myself out there in order to, you know, walk the talk, obviously. Um, So I figured this is the next logical step. It's a a work in progress. It's really exciting. And I didn't know if I was ever going to get it done. But that is very cool. And I'm very proud of you. Um, (laughs) I... Gosh, I missed it so much. Uh, oh, thank you. But the, you know, it's it's so neat to think about the impact that you can have just by sharing your story. You know, you just you don't know what people are going to latch on to, and yeah. you know, and and so freeing to to get it out. And people think that you know, it I, is. I've never encountered anything but love. You know, as as I've uh, shared some of my other stories from my personal life too, and. It is, it is so freeing and so yeah. amazing to see what women can do when they come together and, and support each other. Like it just, it blows my mind and like, it brings tears to my eyes. Yeah. Literally. I'm going to try not to cry on the phone with you. I know. I know. I feel the same way. The most beautiful thing is seeing that somebody else yeah. feels better yes. because of what you've shared. They all of a sudden they feel validated. They don't feel alone. It's amazing and you can see their expression on their face change when Mm -hmm. all of a sudden they go from fear to safety it's amazing it's like a cloud just kind of and you like see people's shoulders like sunshine you know like they didn't even know they were tensed up and their jaws relax and you're just like oh look how beautiful you are when you're freed it's wonderful (laughs) is is because I think it's, it's a hard question for me because hindsight is twenty twenty. I am not perfect. And there are things that I wish I had done differently. Right. You know, especially when I think about how I was involved with people and, and how I treated people, you know, I wish that there had been times where I had stayed out of gossip or I had given people the benefit of the doubt. You know, um, I, I have a tendency to think the worst of people when I'm hurting, you know, and, and, but it's hard to say yeah. that those are regrets because you know, I grew and I learned and I looked inside at, at what happened and, and who I am and who I want to be um, and, and learned from those. And so it's, mm-hmm. it's hard to say that I regret them. I regret hurting people for sure. Yeah, it's, it's a really amazing thing. And I want to continue to bring more and more of that to Witty. So God, let's cross our fingers that we come through this and we're able to do it this year because I've got some amazing content planned that's all about this experience of uh-huh. becoming free and, and honest with ourselves because it's so cathartic. But yeah, we'll talk more I about can't it. wait. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I know, I know. So you, you have to be a part of my book. Um, so I wonder, um, 
Do you have any regrets, anything that uh, you did or experienced that you either would go back and change if you could, or that taught you so much, you, you know, know what um, to avoid? You, you sent me some of these ahead of time not to uh, give away all your secrets but uh this was the one question that i was kind of dreading mm-hmm. um <laughs> but so every but decision you make something. has brought us to where we are right yeah. which again gosh i'm so full of cliches you're welcome everyone for all my cliches um <laughs> but i'm also the one thing master. that i've really never regretted and <laughs> and here comes another cliche was was being kind to people and being honest and acting with integrity you know um, you know, sometimes it wasn't always in my best interest mm-hmm. or, you know, it was the unpopular thing to do. Um, but I, I really decided early on and, and after I had some bad experiences that, that I'm the one that has to go home and live with myself. I'm the one that has to be able to sleep at night. Um, so yeah. there's never been a time in my life that being kind was a bad decision for me or that being acting with integrity was a bad decision with me. And, and sometimes it's, it's hard in the short term, but it's always been the right thing um, as I've moved forward. And I, and I, and I pride myself on yeah. knowing that I've been able to act with integrity. That's a, that's a beautiful answer. <laughs> and it's honest, which makes it even better. Um, because you're right. I mean, I, I, of course, we've all made mistakes. And then we're all like, <laughs> Oh, God, I really wish I hadn't done that. But at the same time, if I hadn't have done that, I may mm-hmm. not have learned the lesson as early as I did. I would have learned it at some point. Yeah, exactly. Glad I learned exactly. it sooner than later, right? Yes. And we get through it together, right? I've always said this. We are stronger together. <laughs> this is exactly. what it is. Exactly. This is what it looks like, folks. <laughs> so um, I, would like, uh, I would like you to tell people before we wrap up, how you well, first of all, would like them if to you, reach you haven't been able to figure it out, I love talking to people, so please come and talk to me. Um, I am on Insta as charmingly awkward, um, and that's with two underscores. <laughs> I don't know why, I think I made a typo, but here we are. Um, and so if you love seeing pictures of animals and an amateur baker, please come over to Insta and share your amateur baking with me. Um, and I'm also on Twitter, um, at Kelly Mouse. And that is K-E-L-L-E-Y, because that's how we spell my name. And Mouse is my cat, not my personality. Um, so <laughs> I would love... <laughs> I love the way you illustrate love, things. I love, love, love. It's part of my charming awkwardness. <laughs> I would love if everyone could tweet me or Insta me with their favorite story about the hospitality industry, because I really feel like we all could use a little extra hope right now. Tell me what you love about it. Tell me, uh, you know, a, a story mm-hmm. that inspired you. And, and let's let's give some hope to all of our friends out here as we wait out this storm, because it's going to get better. We just got to get through it. Well, I am so appreciative. Um, I will be sure to put your handles in the bio as well. And I am so, so grateful for you giving me this time sharing and bearing your soul oh, i love Christy, you're so you. wonderful. i think you're fantastic <laughs> and i miss you well thank you i miss you so much i'm i'm really yes. excited and to thank see you, you so much for all, having like, me and let me tell my again. story and and tell a little bit about you know movie theaters and and uh and the business within the movie theater i i love this industry i love movie theaters i love hospitality in general and so this has been a blast and i thank you so much for the opportunity Absolutely. It, the pleasure is all mine. I love tell. I love it when people can tell their stories. I love being a part of that. So, yes, 
and have a great rest of your week. And thank you all for tuning in to Lawler Out Loud, mixing up the mainstream.